Who am I? Why am I here? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Tear down this wall. And the wall just got 10 feet taller. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Welcome back to Super Tuesday with Election Shock Therapy. Uh, we're kind of in a mid-evening check-in here. And uh, before we get to any... Uh, hot take analysis. I'll have uh, Kelsey Williams tell us uh, what states um, has ABC News called so far um, in this primary? Yeah, so far um, they have Alabama, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Virginia for Biden, Colorado, and Vermont for Sanders, and then Bloomberg and American Samoa. Got one. American Samoa. I will will grant that of the Girl Scout cookies, Samoas are the best, but... (laughs) I don't know. I got nothing else in American Samoa, guys. <laughs> but this is by far the most we've ever talked about American Samoa on this podcast. <laughs> They're not worth a whole lot of delegates. Tulsi Gabbard got 29% last I checked um, there. So now, I presume something. that's because of the Islander connection. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, she's popular on the islands. There Unfortunately for her, there are not a lot of islands. Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it works and like that. And we're out. <laughs> okay. Um, not a big delegate hall right. either, though. Uh, guys, um, and ladies um what uh if anything has surprised you so far tonight i mean it's it's a really good night for joe biden i would say compared to where we were um in this race a week ago a week ago we're talking about you know is joe biden done is he going to be possibly out after south carolina if there's a disappointing result and here he is with a string of victories he is running through the South. He's looking really good. I mean, he's he's, he's consolidating the African-American vote, which is, all along he said is going to be key to his can- candidacy. Um, he's doing that. He's doing well in, even in southern states that are not quite as heavily African-American <laughs> like Tennessee. Hmm. Um, and in Oklahoma, right? In Virginia, right? So, I mean, this is a mm-hmm. this is a really strong night. On the other hand, I also – my other take is like Sanders is not going away. I mean, I think he's looking good in Texas. I think he, you know, California is going to come in late and not be part of the narrative tonight as much, but I expect him to win there. Um, he locked up his home state, and he'll pick up. He's picking up delegates across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bloomberg is getting something for his money. It, <laughs> you know, a third. I mean, he's a distant bronze, but it's yeah. But Bloomberg, Bloomberg, is, Bloomberg is spent right. about five hundred and sixty-six million so far on this race up until yeah. Super Tuesday. Yeah. Has anyone done the math to figure out how many uh, dollars per vote that is at this point? No. What's going to be even more spectacular is the amount of dollars he will have spent per delegate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just going to be epic. bribing. Voters or delegates would actually be cheaper. Right. Oh, <laughs> way cheaper. Yeah. If you just cut, a, cut every American at check. There are countries right now he could go to and he could bribe people to become the president cheaper than what he's already invested mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah, pretty much. I'm fairly it is interesting that, that he is doing well enough that um, at least um, as of the polls that were the, the data we have right now, he is um, passing over the 15% threshold yeah. in many of the states, yep. um, which means that he's taking away, um, you know, locking down, you know, those voters and yep. some of those delegates right um and you know presumably um the the lion's share of um his voters um probably would have uh, broken more for biden than for sanders so it's interesting to me that biden is having quite a good night um and that if bloomberg were not in the race or if bloomberg simply wasn't getting up to that 15 percent mark um that biden would be having an even better night yeah although 
because he's hitting 15, that also limits Sanders' delegate hall, That's right? True. So it, it's a kind of cuts both ways. I mean, this definitely means that you know no one's going to come out of here with a commanding delegate lead. I think no. that's that's pretty obvious at this point. No, another you know a few other things that we should note um, is that currently um, Biden is overperforming uh, expectations in Massachusetts, um, and um, and Warren is actually underperforming in Massachusetts. And really, if she doesn't lock down Massachusetts and win her home state and comes in, you know, even third, which is what it's looking like it might be right now, that's a really bad sign for her. Yeah, um, and right. that could, um, you know, foretell her dropping out. It'll be interesting to, I think, also look at Texas and to see how that goes. Um, Sanders is about hitting his expectations there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bloomberg is actually doing quite well. Texas represents a pretty big uh, chunk of delegates. Yep. Um, and so Texas, together with California, actually comprise um, over half, well over mm-hmm. half of all the delegates that are being awarded tonight. Yep. Yep. And Sanders looks like he's going to win in both places very likely, although, you know, Biden's going to get lots of delegates too. Talk to me a little bit, uh, if you would, about what you know about the state parties, state Democratic parties in California and Texas. The, uh, obviously, California Democrats control the vast majority of the state. In Texas, they control very little of it. Uh, does that affect what the parties look like in those states and given how many uh, delegates they have to award? Yeah, good question. I mean, I don't have a, ton, a great feel for either of those state parties. I don't know about you, Matt. I mean, I, I don't either. I mean, so the, you know, the Democratic Party in the state of California is is very liberal, right? Sure. Overall. Yeah. Um, and, right. you know, Sanders is a pretty good fit for them, right? So that's why he's mm-hmm. expected to do pretty well there. But he's uh, also doing pretty well in Texas. He's doing pretty well in Texas, and that probably reflects uh, how well he's doing amongst Latino voters. Uh, mm. So yeah, Sanders okay. is, you know, if you think about, you know, the different regions and how they behave, behave Sanders yeah. does pretty well out west. Does pretty well with um, with Latino voters who are also, you know, primarily in western states, right? Um, and so I think that's going to be one of the reasons you, that that's going to be something that's going to push him over the edge uh, in Texas. Okay. Yes, at this point. Uh-huh. Yeah. One thing I want to come back to um, is populism mm-hmm. and the role that populism might be playing in people's choices for these for these candidates. Before we get to that, I want to talk about Bloomberg for just one more second. All three of you, uh, Kelsey, Matt, and Andy, you are all well more experienced in political theory than I am. And so um, by spending half a billion dollars just to get to Super Tuesday, are you – uh, cons- well, are you reassured that Bloomberg hasn't done better, or are you concerned about the amount of money that's he's used essentially to purchase votes in a Democratic election? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I always like to have a discussion with with even my American politics students about sort of the tension between um, sort of you know people having an equal voice um, and the possibility of you know. Pe- you know, people with a lot of money coming in and influencing how people vote, um, but also the fact that you know, you if you know if you don't have a message that people are willing to be persuaded by, no amount of money is going to persuade them. Um, mm. And and you know, it's not merely that Bloomberg is loaded with money; it's that he represents um, something that doesn't really exist in the current democratic field. Someone who has like successfully run, you know, a large business, who mm-hmm. has successfully mm-hmm. run a large, mm-hmm. extremely complicated city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and has a message um, and has sub- substantive, uh, you know, you know, stances, right, that don't exist elsewhere in the mm-hmm. party. And so it's not merely that he has a lot of money, it's that he represents, you know, a, a particular, you know, 
segment within the Democratic Party, which doesn't have, which doesn't fit naturally with any of the other, other you know, main candidates. Yeah, I think I would, but I would add, like, I think on the on the money question, yeah, I am reassured that he's not doing better. Um, I was, you know, I've said it all along. I think this is an interesting experiment in terms of like how much can you buy with your money, and, and the answer is not nothing. And as Matt said, there's there's some product there to sell, right? I mean, you know, like you're an accomplished businessman, you've run a large city very success, relatively successfully, but. Um, but at the same time, like he's also not a very charming person. He's not in keeping with the ethos of where this party is. He was trying to sell himself to minority voters when, frankly, he's an, a, at best an awkward fit for their interests um, based on his past behaviors mm-hmm. um, and policies. And policies. And so when you look at all that, I mean, like, I don't think he should be higher than this. And it is reassuring to me that money doesn't, like, sort of override um, these other more enduring sort of policy proposals or connections with communities. Um, retail politics still matters. I mean, the, the number they just mm-hmm. put up on the screen a little bit ago on Oklahoma where, you know, Bloomberg spent millions and millions <laughs> and, you know, Joe Biden spent $60,000 and he's winning, right? Yeah. Um, and that to me says, yeah, that's good. That's a, that's to me seems like a good sign um, that, that voters are still thinking. It's not all about the ads that pop across their, their feed. Kelsey, are you reassured by this? I think I am, yeah. I think that people are, I think it speaks well of the American people that they're not persuaded by ads alone. But Yeah, I think this probably verifies to some extent, you know, I haven't read the literature on this in a while, but I mean, there is some literature in political science on the effect of campaign advertising. And we know that campaign advertising does have some effect um, but it's limited right. and its yep. duration is relatively short. Mm-hmm. And advertisements are most effective when they exist sort of in a vacuum. But when you have a lot mm-hmm. of competing messages, right. um, as you have these candidates that are, you know, other than Bloomberg, that, is, that are beginning to spend more money in these states. Yep. Um, and as people begin to see uh, unfiltered Bloomberg, you know, mm-hmm. on the debate <laughs> stage or in rallies, you know, it just shows that campaign advertisements can only get you so far. Yeah, yeah. The literature also shows us that um, uh, political campaign ads, commercials, are better at mobilization than they mm-hmm. are at, va- at attitude formation. Yep. And yeah. the kinds of things that mobilize people tend to be anger and fear. Right. And as so far, at least in this primary season, we really haven't seen a lot of ads doing that. These are more right. introductory ads, trying to convince right. people to vote for someone rather than vote against something else. Yeah. That will yeah. switch in the general election. It yeah. will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the most effective attack ads, or ads are attack ads, right? Yeah. Um, and as you said, Bloomberg has you know primarily been trying to just simply by name recognition mm-hmm. right. is really what he's trying to do right. because he's not not a household name the right. way you know Joe Biden uh, or Bernie Sanders is. Right. Yep, I agree. And I think the other interesting factor to think about as we think about the general election is will Bloomberg be willing to dump money like this into that? Right. I mean, will he be willing to dump money in to try to rally Democrats, get them to the polls, and to also try to um, you know kind of hurt Donald Trump? And that'll be interesting. I don't know. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll be uh, hopefully with a few more uh, um, results to report, maybe even our home state here in Minnesota. Um, Stay tuned. We'll be back in a little bit. Go Rose. 